This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. Visit JabberjawMedia.com for more shows like this one. The classic lineup returns. The first Corrosion of Conformity album with Pepper Keenan, No Cross, No Crown, in 13 years is out this Friday, January 12th. Bring some joy to your life and your ears by visiting NuclearBlast.com for exclusive vinyl colors, pre-order bundles, and a badass limited edition box set featuring a CD digipack, autographed postcard, wall flag, wooden poster, bottle opener, and enamel pin. There's only 500 of these made, so do not pass this up. It's only available on NuclearBlast.com. Guys, it's COC with Pepper. This is an event to us metal fans. Metal hipster Pete even ordered a cassette version of the record because he's Pete. So jump on right now, NuclearBlast.com, and get your copy of No Cross, No crown from corrosion of conformity today did you miss the original misfits live the reunion of glenn danzig and jerry only well the official bootleg dvd has arrived featuring all the hits like halloween we are 138 Like half of this song. They sound fucking awful, bro. And of course, Last Caress. I heard Danzig's got AIDS, so he needs money for medicine. Well, we got the end of it. And that's all you really need. The official original Misfits reunion DVD. Sponsored by Yonder. Pre-order your copies now. <laughs> It's the Metal Sucks Podcast with your hosts, Petter Speich, Brandon Hahn, and Jocelyn Sharp. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome back to Metal Sucks Podcast. I am your host, uh, Petter Speich. I'm always joined by Brandon Hahn. That's my name. And Jocelyn Sharp. All right, guys. And this week, we are talking to an album that I'm really looking forward to this year in 2018 is uh, the new Ex Mortis record. And uh, we are going to get to talk to Conan Gonzalez, guitarist and vocalist, while in studio recording that record that's going to get released this year. So uh, hang in there, guys, and we'll be talking about that. But first, as we always like to do on the show, we're going to discuss the news. And a new story that we followed like crazy last year, obviously, was the decapitated uh, kidnapping and rape story. And I mean, we followed it like crazy. Like, 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 it was, like we talked about it busters. on many shows. Like hotcakes. It has finally come to a close. And uh, Decapitated has been dismissed of all charges from rape and kidnapping. Now, what does that mean, by the way? I mean, does that mean that a judge basically just, does that mean that the woman... It means there wasn't sufficient evidence for the DA to pursue a case. Okay. So that doesn't mean that the woman was necessarily lying. It just means that there was a severe lack of evidence. Those are some questions I want to ask. So first off, a a case to be... They were in jail from September to December. So they're in there for about four months, Mm -hmm. right? Do you think they had them in the same cell? No, they, they, they had to be... <laughs> like they, in a cartoon? Yeah. Right. <laughs> they had to be separated. They weren't allowed to talk to each other. There was like a dog stuff. with a, the keys in his mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. Just, <you> <laughs> know, <laughs> get in there, decapitated. <laughs> so pretty much uh, they got, like I said, arrested in LA, then extradited to Seattle. So they were in jail for four months. Then they had a trial date set. It was 11 days away before the dismissal happened. So in, in essence, for them to get that far, they had to have had some kind of case. The, I would assume the the prosecutor or no, they yeah, would just I mean, arrest them on without sufficient evidence, or would they? 
and, and book them and, and do all the extradition, all that stuff would happen without sufficient evidence. Well, either. you're arrested when somebody presses charges. So like if I go to the cops and I go, you know, so Pete, and so did Pete this. punch me in the throat and they'd be like, okay, do you want to press charges? Like, why, yes. you, why would you pick me when Brandon's right there? I no, don't because know, you're close. You're sitting next to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah but like, and let's face it. You got that, you got that blood in you. You, you got a little got throat that, punchy yeah, thing. I got the throat punchy thing. Like yeah. what if I accidentally wore one hoop earring? Like one yeah. day you might. You I might. always wanted to, yeah, every guy's. Yeah. What if Jocelyn said black lives matter? You're going to punch her because you're so racist. <laughs> and full of hate. It's just, <laughs> I'm not even going to defend that asshole comment. <laughs> I mean, I feel like they had, they had pretty good evidence because they had the, what, the two eyewitness accounts, right? Well, they had that, but uh, when you're researching this, less than 1% of cases get f- completely dismissed at this point. Yeah. Like, so the prosecutor had to try to do a plea deal, had to do something, and the defense had to be like, no, we got this, there's no way we're going to lose this case. And then the prosecutor had to agree yeah. and say, you know what, we're not going to do this. Now, one thing that did was brought to attention is that um, one of the, v- the so-called victims, and I say so-called because it's dismissed. I'm not trying to shit on the victim. Uh, there was a previous case, I guess, in 2014 where she did say that someone abused her or something like that. And then it was proven to be that she lied to the police completely, that she wasn't there. See, and that, all that, that, stuff. Comes, so, that comes back into play. I mean, the, as, a, into play as, a, as a prosecutor, you want, you want good conviction rates, right? Like that's what keeps you in, in office. So if he knows that she has this, that if, if they get somebody to testify, they know that, okay, well, there's no beyond a reasonable doubt there. That's a reasonable doubt right there. We're not going to win this case. Mm-hmm. Also, they had, um, I believe the guitar player from Dyer's Murder did say that he saw the alleged victims slamming against the barricade with their arms, which would describe the bruising and all that stuff. The cop that took the, the original report said that he does not think there's enough evidence to say it's a rape case so there's a ton of stuff but you have to stop and say well why did it get as far as it got you know oh, absolutely i'm sure I mean, it's because of the time it came out the public the public eye that's it, what i think it, you know it came out during yeah. a time when every all think. these sexual assault allegations were coming out so you know i'm sure that you know whatever had the choice though that police department was like well we have to keep them we can't just let them go because and and that's and i definitely right think I, I definitely agree with that 100 because we are like we talked about this rubber band effect yeah. for a long time with all these with all these accusations, and you know some of them are going to come back false, and those false accusations ruin the cause so much. So now, like maybe maybe a few months ago, and I and I do see this going for a little bit longer, but I mean. A few months ago, we were right in the we were in the eye of the storm, where yeah. it's like if if if, a, if an accusation was made, no matter what, you believe the accuser, okay, and that's and that's what and that's what it looked like in the eyes of the media, the especially on social media. Like mm-hmm. if there if a finger was pointed, you blame the person that it's pointing at. No problem, no no questions asked. Well, now you're kind of seeing now now when it, when the when the dust is settled, you see what happens now. When it's all settled, and you, like I said, this case was dismissed. Do you guys feel that the victim was a liar without? I could never say that. I mean, I wasn't right. there. Yeah. But what I can say is the fact that she has a previous case mm. that didn't go to anywhere. Mm. The fact that she um, was seen, you know, slamming herself up against. There's like all these things that I'm like, look. You understand why I was dismissed. Yeah. Yes. But you can't yeah. call her a liar. But do you think in the public's eye well, that that's, that's she's going to be seen as she's a liar? She's going to be seen as a liar in the public eye. Well, here's the thing, yeah. though. And here's the, here's the unfortunate part, too. Like, if you're decapitated, all charges have been dismissed. And there's some serious questions that go into these allegations, but no matter what people have already made, people have already made their judgment. Yeah. So no matter what, to yeah. some of these people, decapitated is still, 
a bunch of, is a band of in like, rapists. In like 10 years, it's going to be impossible to fuck any band you want to fuck because you're not going to be able to get backstage without like signing a contract yeah, or something. Yeah, no shit. And a re- it's like, I yeah. will not say. <laughs> and a groupies re- unite. You yeah. raped me. <laughs> yeah, and a retinal scan and fuck it, whatever. I voluntarily <laughs> fuck you. Exactly. I voluntarily <laughs> give this pussy up to you. Well, that leads me to my the next question. Now, um, how will this affect their career? I mean, will this press turn out to be positive because they've been exonerated? Exonerated. I'm sorry. Exonerated. <laughs> Will this press uh, turn out to be uh, positive? Do you think a lot of fans are going to be like, she was a liar, she was a liar, and they're going to be like, no one wants to decapitate it? Or is it going to come back and actually hurt their career? I think the only people that will look at this victim or the so called victim and just immediately just call her a liar, a liar, a liar are like, Hardcore dudes. Yeah. That I mean, no matter was, what, no matter what, every rape accusation is a lie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like there are guys out there that do that. I think. I think if you, you just don't want it. You just don't want that on your. I, you, you I don't know. think it's going to affect them yeah. because even in the throes of the story, there was people commenting on the stories that were like, "I, yeah. I don't give a shit. I love decapitated." Well, like, that, and that's right. that's the question. We're all fans of decapitated. Yeah. If they came to town, would you guys see them? Yes. I would. But I wouldn't tell anybody. Yeah. Would you, you, really? <laughs> are, are you on that level, though? I'm serious. No, I don't uh, Would you be like, I, I saw them? Yeah? I don't know. It's, it, that's hard to say because it's like, I feel like like I want to see them. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see them live, but I don't know how I'd feel like until I got into the moment, maybe, you know? Like, You're like, am I supporting rapists? Yeah. Like, so that, yeah. So that is going to hurt their career because For that sure. question will always linger. Like, a lot of people will be like, look, they're, they're cleared. It was dismissed. There wasn't even a trial. There was... Because, and that's another thing, if there was a trial, it might have worked out better for him because all the evidence would have been put out. Yeah. Right. But the fact that there wasn't one, I wonder if that kind of is going to keep people like, oh, I'm scared. Why support this band when I can support all these other bands? I th- I only they're going to have a little bit of a scarlet letter for a while. I think right. that that's yeah. not going to go away. And my thing is, though, is look, if you are a woman that has made a rape, ag- a false rape ag- allegation, or an accusation, if you've made a false rape accusation, uh, there is something wrong with you internally. Yeah. And no matter what, no matter what, like you've already shown that you're the type of person that's willing to lie and really ruin someone's life for your own benefit. Yeah. And, and, and once that's out there, once that's out there, whether, whether decapitated did it or not, whether decapitated did it or not, no, you can't ever believe a person like that now. Yeah. Last question before we move on from this story, guys. Now, their lives were put into a more their career is, as we feel, um, going to have a backlash to it. Yeah, it's yeah. never going to be the same, for sure. They have a ton of lawyer fees. Obviously, we can't just stop living our lives for four months without everything falling apart. Fuck. So should especially they Especially in a sue, band, a metal band. Especially in a metal band. Yeah. yeah. There's a, so should they sue? Because they're going to have lawyer fees. Hey, if I'm them, yes. Yeah. You think so? You I don't think? Them, but will I'm that them, give them another backlash to sue the victim? But here's the thing, though. If I, if I am... Okay, if I know I did nothing wrong, yeah. and I know I did nothing wrong. I'm going to sue the shit out of you. Exactly. Like, you want to drag my name through the mud? You want to ruin yeah. my career? You want to, you know what I mean? I'm losing Twitter followers, bitch. Like, you're done. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're going, <laughs> you're done. You know, like. My last YouTube vlog didn't even go viral. I, I'm done. I'm sick. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're on the hot seat. But that's how quote would have been on so many best of lists, but because of this, nobody talked about it. Actually, a few sites did, but, that, but very yeah. few. Yeah. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, like if 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 something like that did happen, and then I, my name is getting thrown around it, with the term rapist, yeah. Oh, dude, it's game on. But again, hey, if they didn't, if they if somebody did do something questionable, like 
I would let it sleep. I would. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you did something questionable, then you better not fucking open up that can of worms but, because then they will do. They will start doing the digging and they will put them on trial. And then now all of a sudden, everyone's going to know every bit of evidence that was presented. Okay. Well, in your argument there, Brandon, you said if they don't sue, they're guilty. No, no, no. I said. If if they feel one hundred, I'm saying if they, if they feel hundred percent exonerated, I, which they, they have I'm to saying, represent to continue a career. Saying, but what I'm saying mm-hmm. though is like let's just say let's just say one of them did have sex with the woman and they pulled her hair and they're like now they're like a little scared because they pulled her hair right. and because now people are claiming that that is rape all of a sudden when you know when when you watch stand up comedy for example you see women all the time that's their joke yeah. you know what i mean like pull my like you see a bumper sticker that says hey if you're going to ride my ass pull my hair for, at least right. you know what i'm saying so like but now in this culture that we're living in everyone's very timid yeah so it's like if you if you did do something like pull her hair or smack her ass and she's going to sit there and say that's assault which some people do think that way then you might want to back off but I'm just saying, like, you have to put you. That's just me overthinking it. Yeah, I think that's so. Me, that's mm-hmm. me overthinking it. That's me thinking that I'm going to give you a lawyer bill. I have I'm a like, bunch of SJWs in the jury. You know what I mean? I think that they should sue. But she what? I mean, she's a like what a, a, a little young metal fan. Like, what is she going to have for them to take? That's the thing is like it might cost them more money in the end. For, well, they'll garnish her wages. They'll garnish her wages. And, and then, then they'll like get I like what? They, 200 bucks a month from her Starbucks check or what? Hey, but at least it's that it's them not paying it though. Yeah, maybe you're right. You I know, mean, so. but how worth it can that be? I, I mean, I don't know the whole logistics of like how it would be if my uh, like i kind of see brandon's side on it it's like if you are completely innocent you need to be like no this person ruined our lives and we have to attack them but if you're not then you have to walk away yeah but then you're also in my eyes leaving it open to be like you know what i got lucky i got out of this let me let it go you're leaving the question mark there and that question mark yeah and and that question mark is going to make a lot of people question you exactly and it's a bad situation to be in like this whole thing is 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 bad from start to finish you know as we've said many times on the show there's no winners with this situation situation or case sorry about that burp i uh, I don't if you put oh shit if you put yourself in their shoes you know what i mean like uh what you you might not want to sue because maybe it's not that you're not innocent, but maybe you're just so. I mean, four months in jail, like all of this. Oh, dude, you know, I, you might you might just be like, I just want to be done with this. I don't oh, ever no, want to uh, talk about it again. Might, I don't yeah, want to think yeah, about exactly. it again. That's definitely a good thing too. Like you, know? you want you don't want to be questioned about it. You don't want yeah. like I can guarantee you that they're going to do. Decapitator will hold one interview. Yep. Where they answer, where they answer the questions, if about, at all, if at all, they'll probably post saying, "Hey, we knew we were innocent." The whole, I think, I don't know if they have yet, but they they posted previously saying, "We are 100 percent innocent," and and you right. know, we're going to fight these allegations through. Well, that's the thing. Hey, so man, they if, stand by that. If I mean, you say you're 100 percent innocent, then you know what? You, you tell that victim, the lawyer, or they tell the so-called victim, the lawyer up because we're coming. I just, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, to say that if they sue, if they don't sue, they're not innocent. That, that, you know, yeah, like I'm not going to jump on that. They, I, they could be just done. With but it. I'm just saying, like we all know, like metal bands they're not raking in the money yeah okay so it's like uh and again like four months no work like dude you're putting you're putting those guys on destitute lifestyle now yeah you know and it's like and then imagine all the headway that you made now all of a sudden you just lost 10 years of a worth of fans because of this allegation yeah you know, so, and now you're going to have to get them all back. You're going to have to get everyone to read all those stories that yeah. said, no, we're totally clear. Seriously. You know, like in a perfect th- world, they would sue her and they would get some kind of, you know, redemption, redemption yeah. out of it. But it's not a perfect world. They, they could garnish her wages, but then she could also quit her job. And then, you know, then she goes to jail and then they still don't get any kind right. of, you know, like yeah. it just doesn't. All I'm saying these is situations, like I said, we could talk about it for a long there time. There was but, already a situation yeah. where she made an uh, accusation towards someone and it was proven 100 percent false. 
I mean, it's it, like, it was proven that she lied to the cops. Lied just, to the cops, so, makes, which is one hundred percent false. It's one hundred percent false. It you makes lied. all the lines so blurred. You like, you don't even know where to sit on an opinion right. about it because you're like, I don't know. You're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't have enough facts. Yeah, for sure. So, and I mean, as details come out. We will talk about it. So uh, we'll touch on one more thing, guys. I know we stayed on that for a while, which I knew we would. But um, uh, as you see, it's our, our favorite topic. It's our favorite topic. <laughs> rape in the yeah. gray area. We should have a t- show called My Favorite Rape. I mean, my favorite murder is huge. You do my favorite rape. I'm not going to follow you down now. Uh, yeah. Jocelyn, you want to go with the nope. Hey, nope. Nope. At, least, nope. at least the female yeah. laughed. I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> that, made, that exonerated me. <laughs> Nobody's suing you. My favorite. Favorite rape. You're awful. No. You did the Black Lives Matter joke and now my favorite rape. Well, I was, you're my hero and you're awful. I was piggybacking <laughs> off the my favorite murder joke. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, we got it. <laughs> so as we mentioned before with the holidays, guys, uh, the Misfits the reunion concert we did attend. Um, uh, we won't go into the details of all that, but... Uh, can I give one detail? You can give one detail. Poop. Go okay. Ahead. Okay. Brandon <laughs> thought they were awful. That's the detail. No, you that's not the word I used. You said... Poop. 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 Okay. okay. <laughs> let people let people read jump, into that. Jump that to your own area. conclusion. So now uh, the yonder cases that every, we had to put our cell phones in and all that stuff um, obviously didn't work because there's video all over the internet. So does Danzig, in essence, because he put everybody through that, the fans and all that stuff, does he turn out to look like a douche or was it like the fans are douches First for taking off, video? When Danzig woke up, he looked like a douche. <laughs> today and i thought you meant in between songs when you took a nap (laughs) oh you guys are gonna talk shit you guys are gonna talk shit about the show (laughs) i don't think it makes him look like a douche i mean there's a lot of bands in live entertainment asking for people to put their phones away i don't think it makes him look like a douche i don't think i don't think him asking people to put the phones away douchey Yes, the fans. Every fan. Every I think fan. That's inevitable. Yeah, every fan looks douchey. That that recorded <laughs> it. You're you're a dummy. But like, my thing is, is I see. I personally think that a lot of people record the band. They don't do it because they want to watch it and, and yeah. Oh, remember this? They they record on the off chance that something fucking insane happens, right? Where someone gets punched in the face or, or Josh Homie kicks a photographer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's yeah. like there's there's things like that. That's why they're recording. They're recording for this crazy, uh, you know. Once in a lifetime thing where you see somebody do something completely out of character. They're, they're like, oh, look at it. They're recording for likes because they want to feel cool and people to be like, wow, and get likes exactly. on, a, on a Facebook. Right. Now, I mean, and, I, and that's fine, but, now, but that's, that's, you know. I will say, though, that when you were saying, like, because now you believe that mm-hmm. the honor, what do you believe, P? You think it, you think it, fa- you think the whole idea I think, failed. I think the whole thing failed. Like, if I was dancing and I paid these guys to put everybody's phone in cases and then pretty much every song, when, when I, when I was doing that bit, when I was like, let me just get songs off the internet, it's like every song from the show was on the internet. I mean, right. every single track almost. If like, you wanted to avoid the yonder case, it would have been very easy to. There yeah. was like no control. It would have been very so. easy to, but my thing is, but is he did pay for this, right? Do, did they or did the MGM? Did the, yeah, oh, like, well, yeah. I don't know if the yeah. forum, they, they talking about the forum of the MGM. Did they or Good the point. people that paid Danzig and Jerry to get back together? Yeah, I mean, I it's like, you. I don't think money came right out of Danzig's no. pocket, you know? Mm, gotcha. But my thing is, is like, the show would have been 10,000 times worse with a bunch of glowing screens yeah. in front of your face. You'd have been watching it while people were Snapchatting the whole thing. I mean, yes. it is a once in a lifetime show to see these guys yeah. back together. So I can imagine that if the phones were allowed, it would just be yeah. phone city. And if they would have, and if they would have held their phone f- city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if they would have held their phones up the entire time, they would have got them con- yeah. confiscated. So, I mean, it's like they had, so I'd much rather have a bunch of guys go, let me check this Secretly. out. Look how much of a fucking rebel I am. Yeah. Fuck you, yonder case. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're over here like holding 
holding the phone up on their chest. You see your their friend's head bopping, you know, bopping <laughs> from the bottom of the screen. I mean, it's like if they're gonna if you're gonna make it do them secretly, yeah. then I can live with that, mm. you know. But if you're gonna make it, but if they're if you're gonna allow them to go out there and ruin it for everyone, just I, so you I, could get some followers on Snapchat, go fuck yourself. I don't think it was the I don't think it was the Misfits who did the Undercase. I think it's MGM who, yeah. who put that out because yeah. there was a big sign that said MGM is now like a, a like a cell phone free entertainment environment and or here's something. The, here's yeah. the thing I heard too because mm. uh, on our other podcast we played clips of the actual show that were from the board. It was from the soundboard. Yeah. The clip that we got. Yeah. And what it, what the story behind that was is, and if you want to listen to it, it's rise to offend.com or on iTunes and Google play and stuff. But like, but what it was is the, uh, it was the person that was controlling the soundboard. They told uh, Danzig and all those guys, they go, look, here's the settings that we use. And this is when the, here's the settings that we would recommend for a band like yours. So shit doesn't sound overmodulated shit, you know, so you don't have a lot of feedback. And Danzig, Danzig pretty much is like, fuck you. This is our settings. Use them. And that was, and then, and that was the end yeah, of it. And then, yeah. And the thing is, is like where we were sitting, Jocelyn and I, we could see the sound guy running back and forth you because know? of all so, the feedback. Because of all the feedback. Yeah. So once again, that's now, if, if that's really what happened, yeah, Danzig looks like a douche. Yeah. No matter what. You know what I mean? And I do think that Danzig gets way, a way worse reputation than what he's really like. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm sure, I'm sure if you talk to him as a regular dude or whatever, I'm sure he's not that big of a dickhead. But it's like, but I think if you talk to him in his environment and like when he's getting ready to go be Glenn Danzig of the Misfits or just Danzig himself, mm-hmm. you know, I just think that, you know, he, he, I think I think his ego gets magnified times a billion, and he ends up being a dickhead to people. All right. Well, on that note, Danzig ends up being a dickhead <laughs> to people. I want to go on record to say I didn't call Danzig a dickhead. No, no. <laughs> Brandon's got his new podcast, My Favorite Rape, on <laughs> iTunes and Google bit. Play. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to cut me off with your bit. All right. But I so, thought it was dead. <laughs> but before, guys, before we get to our uh, interview here with Conan from the Mighty X Mortis, I got a little uh, advertisement I'd love to read, guys. As always, Metal Blade Records, one of our favorite record labels. This February, guys, Metal Blade Records will release Harm's Way's fourth full-length Posthuman, a devastating addition to the Metallic Hardcore Outfits catalog. The record is full of heavy, aggressive blends of 2011's Isolation and 2015's Rust. Pre-order your copy at metalblade.com slash harm's way i'm super excited to catch harm's way on tour with ringworm and even more excited about the new record uh posthuman so guys pre-order it today friends you guys metalblade.com slash harm's way thank you i just want to point out that pete was very serious about that read you were pumping your fist the entire time like, right. you're into it cool you're selling it nice anyways now off to our interview guys conan gave me a call while in studio really appreciated one of our most Excited records that are coming out this year in 2018, the new Ex Mortis record. Here is my interview with Conan. Everybody, hey, it's Peter here, Metal Sucks Podcast. I got on the phone with me one of our most excited records of 2018. I got Conan from Ex Mortis on the phone. Uh, how you doing today, man? How you doing, man? Good. Pretty good, pretty good, man. So uh, <laughs> you officially uh, started recording the new album um, today, is that correct? As of today, yeah, today. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, how prepared are mm-hmm. you entering the studio? Uh, this time, I think we are way more prepared than uh, the last album and, and Slave too. I think, I think when we went into uh, into recording for Slave and Ride, there's always like gaps that needed to be filled uh, musically, at least uh, like you know, like big sections. Uh, and this time, the music 
was uh, is, is pretty much done. Like there's no real gaps and uh, the vision is pretty much set. It has been set for, for a good while now. So um, yeah, I think, I think because of that, we're able to fine tune a lot of little things like uh, certain fills on guitars for bass, even drums, uh, vocal parts. So yeah, this time we were, <laughs> we're definitely way more prepared than the last time. Now, does that make you nervous though? When you have it like set for a long time, do you want to tinker with it a lot? Kind of because uh, at least for for this album, there's uh, there's a lot of leftover material I wanted to use. Actually, there was like a few tracks that I wanted to kind of just like throw in the album, but I figured I, I just that would just be overdoing it. That'd be like you know filling it to the brim, and it might not be a good thing. So um, yeah, I decided not to to uh, use certain tracks because it would be just too much, I think. You know? Are you releasing an EP later of those tracks, do you think, or do you like to save them for the next like album cycle? How, how do you feel about those leftover tracks? I mean, uh, that's not a bad idea, but uh, I think these pieces are very connected uh, thematically and in overall feel with uh, the tracks that are being recorded right now. So doing that, I don't know. I don't know how that would turn out. I mean, I could always, uh, yeah, do like a later EP, which would be cool, um, since it's more, you know, uh, it's related to the to the music that's being recorded right now. But I don't know. I wonder how that would be. <laughs> yeah, dude. And so yeah, likely. Now let me ask you this, just before I, I sidetrack us too much. Um, now, do you, you you said you're really prepared? Now, do you have a title for the new record yet? I won't hold you to it. Obviously, I know this is day one of the recording. I see. <laughs> but do you? Uh, do yeah, you I do have, have one. Yes, I do, and uh, our work is uh, being made for it right now, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that just yet. You don't have to at all. You could tell us, though, if the artwork's okay. going to be on the side of the van, like, right forth. Is that going to happen on this uh, touring cycle? Oh, about that. Uh, that was not that was not our van. I have no idea what that was. We just saw it and just reposted that image. Um, that I don't, I don't even know if that was real. It could have been Photoshopped, for all I know, but oh. that was fucking cool. I know, right? It has to be real. It should be real. I totally but thought maybe we should do that. Touring in that van, like I, I, that, I just put that. <laughs> like you see one picture on the internet, right? And you just make the story up, yeah. and it's true for life, right? So, and it yeah. could have been a Photoshop. That's hilarious to me. I forget who, who uh, where we got that from, and I don't know who made it, but that is a great idea. I think we should do that. <laughs> now, be very, very, very cool. With this record, like, is there a time like limit when, like, if you have extra tracks, is it just kind of like you don't feel they're as good, or you're like, I want to keep this record at a certain length? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that that the tracks aren't good because mm-hmm. I like. I mean, I'm very proud of the work I do, and I if if I really don't like an idea, I just simply just discard it uh, very early on. And and these tracks that I wanted to put on, uh, they're more towards the end where I had been working on them for a long time and spending time on them and they, and they sound great. But, uh, at, at this point it's more like, um, keeping an album more like, like, like you know, short, not short and sweet, but like, I don't want people to skip tracks cause you know, it, it might be a little too overwhelming, I think for, for the listener to just hear it, you know, all the way through. And, when you listen to it again and again, they'll, you know, people tend to skip tracks, you know, they'll have, everyone has their favorites. So I figured the, the less tracks, um, the less likely they'll skip, you know, a track here and there. You're more likely to hear the, the whole album. 
Uh, the songs on this album are slightly shorter too. They're uh, not as uh, as lengthy as as the ones in uh, in Riot. I think Riot, Riot seems to be a little longer, like five minute average, six minute average. Yeah. This one's more like three and four. Mm, nice. And now, so, is, is it is it uh, from your experience of just writing? Is it because you're writing? learning from past albums to be like, I can write this song catchier, quicker, faster, or is it just more how it, the material just came, came through? Uh, yeah, I would say a little, a little bit of both. Naturally, I've been trying to like, seems to, uh, my writing style seems to be a little more to the point now, trying to like, not to do like repeats, like an entire repeats. Like I don't want to just repeat a verse chorus, verse chorus just for the sake of doing that. Uh, I will, do like a recap and it'll be different and it'll be like shortened in a way. I don't, I don't do that all the time, but I've been naturally just doing that probably because I feel like, Oh, everyone's already heard this part. So let's just fucking make it more simpler this time on the repeat. Uh, who's producing this record. Can you tell us that? Uh, we're working with the same, same guy that's been, uh, that's right. That has done, uh, the last albums that has done slave and ride. So Zach, Zach Owen. Yes. Zach. Yeah. He's a man, <laughs> and, and and he's been through the cycle of like like slave slave and slaves and riot. I know there's there's two albums prior to that as well, and I'm not discrediting, but mm-hmm. those are the two albums where like the rise really occurred for you guys, you know. Um, and the focus of your set list every time yeah. I've seen you has pretty much been slaves and ride. Um, exactly, and- that's pretty much what we consider like um, the, the the point where we we uh, reinvented ourselves and. Uh, you know, kind of have been sticking to that new vision. So yeah, that's definitely a re- kind of a kind of rebirth of Exmortis. And uh, we did it with Zach. And since then, uh, we, we decided to keep going back with him. He's he understands our vision. He's easy to work with, and he knows exactly just what we want out of it, out of our sound. And it's just very smooth and easy, easy going. If if Zach said, "Hey Conan, I need you to do some clean singing right here on this part," what would you say? I'd say, "Cool, yeah, let's." Uh, Let's give it a shot. <laughs> nice. So it's there's always potential for yeah. that. Like you're always uh, willing to 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 do different things for your with your voice as well. True. That's yeah. A, that's a I've sentence. done like some Halford highs on, on Slave, and um, I have ideas for this album. I'm gonna try them. I you know I'm, I'm not. I, I just want. I don't want to just do them for the sake of doing. Like oh, Halford did it. I have to do it. Yeah, you know, one of my favorite singers. But um, if it fits, it fits. And and Right Forth didn't really have any of that. None. And I, I just feel like maybe, uh, I don't know, recording those songs, if I did do them, I think it would just feel forced. Mm. So I just don't want, I don't want to force it. And if, it's not, if it feels natural, you know, it's, it's the way to go. So I just saw you guys out here in Las Vegas recently. Uh, you did Double Duty awesome. for the second time. Uh, I saw you a couple years back with Warbringer as well. You were doing Double Duty. Did Double Duty again on this tour with Darkest Hour. Just finished it up. Um, when you're doing uh-huh. Double Duty... Um, what are the challenges of that? Like for people that don't know, you were performing first with Ex Mortis, and you were also performing uh-huh. the full set with Warbringer. Um, oh, I see. Oh, actually, I didn't do double double duty this time. Oh, it was uh, Carlos, Carlos, Carlos and Chase that did double duty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, but I, it's funny because I, I have done the double duty thing with Warbringer. Uh, uh, and Enforcer twenty fifteen. Yeah. yeah. Was it was twenty fourteen. I fucking no, I, I forget. Years, I'm, I'm so far. <laughs> I remember everything in five. No, no, days. sorry. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was the beginning of 2016. That's right. Okay. It was right yeah, for it. It's all a blur to me. Yeah. I, it was I, for right I, for it. Yeah. I know it was because you guys did play some songs off there. So when you did Double Duty there, but this time around, oh, so I apologize. So Carlos, 
That's awful because I was at the show. So, uh, so Carlos yeah. and Chase. Well, they all still look alike, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they they pulled double doofy, and you're also uh, you're bringing them into the studio to record on this record. So, uh, Mar- yes. Mario and David are they're still in the band, or is it you guys are kind of like figuring that out right now? Uh, we're figuring that out. I mean, there's nothing uh, personal. Like, there's no like personal issues between us or anything. Is we're you know Mario is my cousin and. Uh, we've known David, you know, since high school, we've all, we're all good friends. It's just, uh, they just need to figure out some stuff, uh, at home. You know, we all do, uh, but it's just, they're, they're just unable to, uh, spend the time, you know, this, this end of the year and everything. So it would just be very, very chaotic. So, um, everyone's cool with me and Cody continuing on and, uh, Carlos and Chase are more, we're more than willing to help out. I guess return the favor for the the touring I did with them <laughs> way back when. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's cool that they return the favor. I mean, but they went the extra mile and actually learning all these new songs, and it'll be uh, be pretty cool. I mean, it, it, so far how it sounds, it's it's, it's a little different, I guess. Uh, different styles. You, you can hear that from the drums and in even the solo being played. Sorry, the solos being played, and um, I I still think it's it's not like. It's not like Alien, is it? Because we all we all like the same shit. Yeah. So, so far everything has been pretty awesome. It's not nothing. Nothing seems forced. So that that's what I'm worried about. You know, when I jam with you know, I guess new new musicians or anything, sometimes it's kind of find someone's groove. It's hard to find you know someone that uh, that could just be on the same level as you. You know, what I mean, like you could play a million notes in fucking in a second or whatever, but if you can't jam with someone, that's going to be a problem. You can't play together. That's the biggest thing when playing with multiple people. So, so with Carlos and Chase, we all like the same kind of fucking music. We have all the same favorite bands and shit. Uh, and jam together is just so, so natural. Just like what I have with, uh, with, uh, the rest of the guys with Mario, David and Cody. So it's just, so very, very smooth, a very smooth transition for the touring that we did. And, and of course the recording that we're doing right now. And how much did touring with them beforehand before jumping in the studio? Cause the tour just finished uh, about a couple weeks ago, right? It was like December 15th. How much yeah, did that help exactly, yeah. to, to keep that momentum and that groove into the studio? Uh, I think that was good. I mean, uh, that must've been very taxing for, especially Carlos playing, you know, <laughs> Two sets of really extreme drumming. It's just it's ridiculous. I don't know how he did it, but um, it wasn't too long. It was only uh, two weeks, fifteen two shows. Weeks, yeah. So I mean, uh, I, I think that was good. I mean, uh, it's funny because uh, I chose uh, we chose to play a new song for that tour, um, and it, it was one of the more difficult ones to play for everyone. And I mean, everyone was down for it. So we kind of just went for it, just as a, I guess a test, you know, to really just fucking go for it and. And uh, the way it came out was great. It kind of, I think, put everyone on a, on a I don't know how to say it. It put everyone like really like like working, you know, towards that goal. And it, the effort put into it, it has made the whole thing kind of like just very. Um, uh, what's the word? It's just, it's just very. It's just, it sounds very awesome, and there's a lot of passion being, you know, in every hit, every fucking, you know riff being played you know they learned the songs very quickly and it just it just really it just sounds fucking great it feels great more importantly so i think the touring uh helps a lot with that 
You and know what the, I mean? And the, the guys are coming off. I mean, Warbringer woke to the bank, which is their best record. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way. You know, it was on our best <laughs> of list. Great. And uh, I love it. Yeah. And uh, totally. so that totally. momentum is going to go from that and it's going to re- roll into your recording process. So, um, yeah, it's going to be. It's oh, gonna yeah. Be- I already hear it, man. I already hear it. Like the first the first day we're tracking drums and it's like, yep, this, this sounds good. This feels great. <laughs> And now, one thing I, I can't wait to lay down the guitars. Yes, that's I, yeah, it's going to be awesome. That's that's what we I want to go to next here is that one thing that you you've done on the Ex Mortis YouTube channel. I'm sure a lot of people have seen is that you will cover mm-hmm. guitar solos. Now you got to play with Ingve Malbstein out here in Vegas. Oh fuck yeah! Uh, uh-huh. I want to say it was last summer, but again, don't count me on years or dates. I'm always wrong. So it feels like it was last summer, <laughs> but I'm not positive. Yeah, it was. It was okay. Cool. It was like. July, I think, uh, or no, was it June? I think it was June. So it's, I know it was, I know it was in the summer this year for sure. And now you did do a cover uh, of, uh, what song was it? Vengeance on the YouTube channel. Now, when you're covering someone else's solo and you've done quite a few, you've done KK Downing, you've done Glenn Tipton, you've done Ingve, like I, I mentioned, <laughs> who's the hardest, uh, soloist for you to cover? You know, it's funny you said because Ingve, isn't very hard for me. <laughs> uh, you guys, so, you guys have a very similar sound, though style. I, I think. Right, exactly. I think. I think it's. I think it's just from playing a lot of neoclassical stuff. Like even like when I first started to play that stuff was because Randy Rhodes. That style I kind of just kind of held on to and would always play. So playing Ingvi's stuff, it's pretty much. It's not the same, but it's very similar in feel, just way faster. You know. And you know different kinds of tech, you know arpeggio techniques that, that he's using. So playing his stuff isn't the, the hardest thing about playing the English solo. I think is trying to um, feel the groove because when you're playing so fast, when you're playing that fast, you kind of feel and hear things in waves. There's so many notes being played, you know, constantly. So you kind of just feel the waves of them, you know, in, in pitch. So I think the hardest thing for that would be to like find that wave and play it out. Because, you know, a lot of them are just kind of pretty much scale runs or arpeggios. So mm. that's the hardest part. And it's not too hard. I don't, I don't find it too hard. But what I do find hard is the slow ones. Uh, believe it or not, I was not happy doing the fucking David Gilmore uh, time solo when I first did it. You know what I mean? Uh, I, I just want to do them all one take, of course. And I want to get the feeling right. And it's hard. It's hard to fucking do a David Gilmore solo. you got to feel it. You have to, like you have to like put yourself in what he experienced in his lifetime and what he portrayed that song time. You know what I mean? At the time he recorded it. Like, I don't know. I, I get a little too deep sometimes when I try to, you know, attempt these solos because to me, it's like that. So it's very different from like an English. solo. it's like, there's not that many notes, you know, there's way less than half as many notes as the English solo. And it's just, that's what's so powerful about that. solo for me, at least it's just feeling it and, replicating it, trying to replicate it. And that's one of the harder ones, honestly. <laughs> you got to get those right. Uh, you got to do those bends right. You know what I mean? You got to sell it. You got to make someone like kind of, got to make someone cry with that shit. Yeah. And to me, that's harder. You know what I mean? You got to play the right notes and play them fucking well. You got to play them with, you got to play them with passion. That's, that's what's important. So not that, you know, fast solos have no passion. I, I still think bass solos are fucking passionate as fuck. And, People may argue that he's robotic. I don't think so. But um, it's easier to kind of, 
I guess, uh, ident- not what's the word, it's easier to, re- to relate to like a David Gilmore solo because it's just, it, it just touches your soul, you know? Now, yeah, with so, the, uh, like you're saying, with with the speed and 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 the and the waves, but the timing mm-hmm. it has to be perfect, and like the actual hand, you know, like the bend and all that stuff have to be perfect in order mm-hmm. to, you know, kind of when you're covering someone, you want to make sure, you know, you're you're completely respecting them, and it's not going to be, you know, a bad cover. So I, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Now, for you though, like when you're writing a solo, obviously, you know, you have great solos throughout your, the career when what Thank is you. a great solo to you on your records does it have to have the, a little bit of david gilmore and a little bit of Ingve, or is it just kind of like you're going to feel it out and figure <laughs> it out it, it depends i think it, it, every song uh meaning like the the riffs that pretty much carry forth the song the more simple the, the simplest of ideas that you know kind of dress keep the song going like just the basic little part of the riff you know, little rhythms and, and little tiny melodic parts of those rhythms um, kind of drive, they drive the piece. They drive any, like, movement or any song. So so writing a solo, is, it, shouldn't, uh, it shouldn't be different from that. It should just accentuate them a certain way. So every song is going to be different. And um, thinking about, I guess, like David Gilmore, I mean, that might be forced, you know, doing a David Gilmore kind of approach on on Nick's Mortis record, only because, you know, we we have a lot of fast songs, you know, the group, the group even the groovy songs are a little aggressive, so, um, I don't know, it, it might be forced, but, but I guess, I guess what you mean is maybe like holding on to notes longer and stuff, hell yeah, I think, I think, um, a solo should kind of encompass, like, a lot of things about just a, what a guitar should sound like, and, that, like I said, that's, you know, that's all relative, you know, it's always going to be different for every song and even every player, you know, the way I would play a, a solo section from one of our solos, from, from one of our songs, sorry, I'm going to think, I'm going to interpret it differently than say Chase would, or even David, or even someone else might even into the whole thrash metal scene. So, uh, and that's a good thing. That's why I, I, I think it's best to think outside the box when you approach writing solos, do something, what people do, do a little bit of familiar stuff, do stuff that people will, be like, oh yeah, I, I totally expected this and I love it, but also do something that will surprise your listeners. You know what I mean? I think to me that's the art of writing music in general, writing music and writing, you know, of course, solos. You you should give some familiar, familiar, that familiarity and also surprise your listeners. And to me, I think that's the most effective thing. So... That, yeah, that thought process is why I'm so excited about this new yeah. record. By the way, right there. So, and like you, you, you sure. nailed it, though, man. Like when when people ask, "Hey, what's Dimebag's best solos?" Floods is always in the top five, you know. And that is not yeah, right? what people would think of as like the traditional yep. dime solo. But like, if you listen to that song, <laughs> it it hits you, right? Oh yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. I mean that one. Oh, yeah, even uh, what we were talking about earlier, I was I would say even like five minutes alone. It's just like he's, he's just picking really fast, and he's just bending one note back and forth, and it sounds fucking cool. You know, I mean, you'd probably expect more from from him, I guess. At that point, you'd probably expect like a fucking shitload of scale runs and shit, really fast playing. But he did something that I don't know. At, at least that was my impression when I first heard that song. You know, mm. no, that and compared to I guess other awesome solos, you know. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just, yeah, it depends. It, 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 sometimes when you're taken by surprise, that stays with you way more than like something that you're kind of like, just kind of used to that. I think that's why 
a lot of people that are not used to Ingrid Mom singing solos, when they, when they hear one and they hear another song, they're going to say, oh, it's the same fucking solo. When it's not, but Ingrid tends to kind of like do the same kind of stuff every time, you know, at least to someone that's not familiar with his work. So Zach Wilde that's gets my point, you know? too about that sometimes but yeah like, again if i love i love zach though. love zach's like his soloing i mean especially like i said if you see him live i mean it, it, I, I don't care oh yeah recently at the office yeah <laughs> yeah i mean he, he kills <laughs> yeah. it man so um speaking of, of like i said we're bringing up a lot of guitar legends and a lot of guys that everybody knows but what modern day guitarists uh do you think um gets not enough recognition for what they're putting out there not enough recognition, huh? Besides Honestly, a lot I'm, of metal guys these days, but I'm just saying, like, is there anybody in your, in, in your realm that you're like, this guy, this guy needs to be seen more? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I'm always going to talk about my friends because mm. I, I, to me, they're, they're, they're the ones that drive me. They inspire me just by being able to play with them and, you know, watching the perform and not just that, but just play with them. And I'm going to see all my friends, of course, Chase Becker, that's why it's an honor to have him, um, record on the album even because i mean we've I've, I've jammed with them for a long time i've known them for like fuck, like more than 10 years it's been a while and we we didn't we haven't jammed constantly but we would jam a lot together he filled in forex mortis like fuck like uh he did like a california death california metal fest i forget which one it was like back in 2006 and uh so we, i had been jamming with him and he inspired me to play a certain style a little more uh, you know, he had, well, how he plays, um, is different from other guitarists like that I play with. Like another guy I constantly jam with is Alex Lee from Holy Grail, uh, mm-hmm. former, uh, Bonded by Blood. And he, I like the way he plays certain techniques and certain stuff and certain ideas he has for a certain style. And I, I try to take from that and, um, yeah, stuff like that. Even though the other guys more recently, uh, would be Bryce Van Houston from, you know, former Spellcaster. He's actually having a guest solo in this uh, in this record, so um, there, everyone has a certain style of playing, and 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 I don't know. Like, I guess my I'm always going to nominate my friends for like these kinds of questions because to me they inspire me to be a better musician by trying to emulate how how they approach um, certain you know certain yeah. songs uh, or, or certain riffs or whatever you know and how to solo over them. And let's be honest, dude. Carlos is one of the baddest drummers in thrash. Period. He's like in the top three right now. So you, you sometimes your friends yeah, awesome. are there, you know. <laughs> so like that's what's yeah. fair. Like I, for me, like um, like Greg from Allegion. I, I I mean everything he seems to put out. Oh fuck yeah, kills man. Dude, both of them, Greg, Greg and uh, and and Michael. Michael too. Michael yeah. Stansel, they're fuck. They're fucking amazing players. They're on point. Yeah, man. It's ridiculous. And they're, and they're, and it, to me, like. A lot of the bands that are doing this whole eight-string stuff, they don't really, they don't seem to utilize the full potential of the instrument because they kind of just stay in the whole genty area of the of the neck <laughs> of the fretboard. Yeah. Maybe uh, I'm just saying that ignorantly, but you know, do, uh, walk, uh, touring with the Legion and just even watching them uh, in general, fucking they you, they go all over the fucking fretboard. They utilize that instrument how it should be fucking used, and I love that about them. I love that. They're not like just kind of what's the word? They're not like kind of, you know, staying to that one area because it's heavy. You know, it's really, really low sounding. But they they do that. But they fucking do it with good taste, and they fucking go all over the fucking fretboard, and, and it makes it sound awesome. Yeah, and I mean so, catchy, man. Just 
Like, you know, yeah, exactly. it's just, so I, that's one that I've just always been paying attention like you guys as well. Um, and, and I want to shine a light and be like, pay attention to these names and these players, you know, but it, it's not like the, it just, it's, it's harder to, to get that spotlight back on metal or music. I think in general, you know, music's just a different right. beast in these days, you know, because of so many different changes in, in, in the industry primarily, you know? Um, yeah. but, uh, so Whenever you put out a new record, it's your baby, you know? Um, you're ready to get it out there. You can't wait for us fans to get it. We're all clamoring for it. Like I said, um, I know there's not a release date, but it is going to be this year, correct? Yes, it's going to be this year. Excellent. Yes. It has so, to be. <laughs> it has to be. That's what, yeah, we're doing We're doing. It, the, mu- it must be released this year. Yeah, sooner the better. <laughs> <laughs> Great, because we're doing our, what we're looking for, uh, our our most excited releases of 2018. So if it doesn't come out this year, this episode's a bust. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but when you, it's your baby, you're going to put it out there. What goals do you have for that record to come out there? And what do you want? Like not feedback wise, but like career wise, like, do you want to be like, this is the record that's going to make me tour Europe five times. This is the record that is going to spawn exactly. our hit that we're going to play at the end of every show. Like, 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 what, what are your goals for this, this, this upcoming? Well, it, it, it'll be the same kind of, I guess, direction because with like a with Slave of the Sword, that album uh, opened up many opportunities for us, uh, way more than we, we had been doing. We had uh, that's when we started touring very heavily. We started off with the Dark Tranquility tour, mm-hmm. uh, Destruction tour at, right after, and we did like a lot of other skirmishes, I guess. You know, I guess smaller scale, uh, lower tier touring. But it was always constant, so uh, for sure, tour as constantly as possible. Um, but that that sort of sword opened uh, paved the way for that. Uh, you know what I mean? To to, to be able to do that because it's kind of like a you know, it's, what do you call them? like a, a fucking like a, a like kind of like a degree with that album and and sort of signing with prosthetics. So it really you know opened up a lot of opportunities for us. And with right fourth. We, we did the same with that, but we it got us elsewhere. We were able to fucking tour Europe to get that. Uh, obviously, later on, like in the second year, but uh, that that's what happened, though. So with this album, I, I want to carry on that kind of thing, carry on the same pattern, like go to fucking Japan and go to fucking South America, go to Europe again, you know, maybe twice this time uh, and then sooner. So that's, that's what I want. I want to keep doing this because I, I just want to expand the business. I just want to keep keep going you know when i'm you know uh just kind of just do it non-stop i don't want to stay at home you know so you stay at home is cool and all you know it, it gives me time to write music <laughs> but that's all i want to use home for you know i, I just want to kind of live on the road that's just how I, I feel comfortable with with this whole thing i like i love to perform i love to perform my music and i love you know just hanging hanging out hanging out with the fans i love and appreciate all the all the fucking support we have and it's amazing and it's i can't stop it can't stop it. it's a drug Dude, <laughs> that's excellent that's that's the life right there that's you found what you want yeah, and, I, I, and you're doing it man that's you got to be proud of that that's regardless <laughs> of whatever uh difficulty there is it's 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 a trajectory that's very hard for a lot of exactly. people to, to reach man you know and that's that's a lot uh it's like a big theme in the lyrics that i have for this album it, you'll notice that that uh, it's just kind of the attitude I have that we all have, you know, all, all not just me, but all the other bands that I'm friends with, you know, and that we've toured with, they're fucking lifers, you know, they they do this for the same exact reasons. And I'm just kind of just portraying that in that epic fantasy setting, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's very similar, you know, very similar. So 
No, I mean, I, I have no doubt that uh, a lot of, like you said, the, the setting, regardless of what it is, the message um, that you're trying to say. It's true. It's it's exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. It's, it's honest and it's true. And uh, regardless yeah, it's, of. Yeah, it's true to me. It's Yeah. Exactly. And the fans. I mean, like I said, we, we, we the reason fantasy and stuff like that is so popular is because of the truth behind it, you know? And so. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's it's definitely like, man, like I said. I completely, it's, it's, it's completely agree with you. So last question, man, I'll let you get back to focusing on kicking ass on this record that you're really prepared for. So it's not, you don't have to, yeah, you're, you're like, good. I'm, I'm good to go, but, uh, instrumental metal. There's a lot of a, a great guitar players going out there and doing it. And this time you can get it out there. Like Marty Friedman's doing it. John five's putting out oh, great records. Yeah. Um, you oh. know, Jeff Loomis now he's an arch enemy, but I mean, he put out some phenomenal ones. There's another guitar player. Oh, fuck man. He's awesome, man. Yeah. Loomis. But anyway, so um, yeah. would you ever consider doing like a, a a metal instrumental metal band on the side? Yeah, or, actually, yeah, you would. Oh fuck yeah, totally. I mean, I mean, uh, that's the thing uh, on on this record, not just this record though. I mean, we we kind of have a little pattern going on. You know, we uh, we we've been covering Beethoven every record since mm-hmm. Slave to the Sword. So expect another one. <laughs> mm, there we go. Uh, That's a tidbit. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm doing a lot of obscure, obscure ones, and and the reason I, I'm not doing it for uh, it seems to be like a I might be I might backfire because I'm not doing like a, a popular tune, but it sounds heavy. They, they're just it's a heavy piece, and I I I think it sounds great. I think it sound it would sound great on record. So um, that's why I'm doing that. But considering the whole instrumental genre, I guess you could consider that a different genre aside from you know, I guess typical metal stuff. Um, I do love and appreciate instrumental music a lot. And I think I prefer that over, you know, I guess songs. Cause, uh, to me, songs enhance a lot of the emotion you hear in the music, of course. But a lot of the time I also feel it distracts you from what's actually going on musically. Cause I, I, I like to believe that notes, the chain of notes and rhythm or certain melodic shapes, uh, if they're structured a certain way, they could tell a stronger story and a more timeless story than words can do. And it just moves you without any actual words being said. And and that's why I love instrumental music. That's why I love classical music. I listen to a lot of fun classical music because of that. Um, you know, obviously there's opera, but I prefer like, I guess, chamber music, like fucking sonatas, you know, and, or even symphonies. But you get what I mean. I love and appreciate instrumental music. So I, I feel the need to actually start a project that way. Cause I mean, I could do a lot of instrumental stuff for Exmortis, but Exmortis to me has become something that you, you need that it needs lyrics, it needs the vocals, you know, it needs to portray certain things in, in song and not just music. So I, I have to do that. I feel like they're happy. <laughs> and uh, I just don't know when I'll get to it because I do have a lot of ideas, uh, but that has to be done. And I, I see that happening sometime soon. Oh, you know what I mean? I, I just, would you call it like even would just, it be a solo project? You think, or no? Would you want to be a? Project? Um, I mean, I, I do have my solo project. I haven't really been pushing it so much because I've been working on that sort of stuff. But uh, I have Conan's Conquest. Mm. Uh, you know, I have my own page, but I haven't really been <laughs> been keeping up with it. Uh, all, all I've been doing is pretty much the, the guitar solo covers and uh, the classical covers. So no, no originals have been recorded yet. Although I do have the material for it. Um, I'm just going to, you know, save up for recording that. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, I have ideas for it and, uh, 
the thing is that I just want to be able to perform that. So I just need to get uh, an actual band to actually be able to perform that. Cause it's one thing to record it and, and hear it, uh, you know, you know, at home, I guess, but it's another thing to actually experience the live energy of it too. To me, that's, that's irrepla- irreplaceable. You can't not, you know, replicate that. Even in DVD, it's, a, you know, you got to feel the music in person. That's, there's nothing, that's nothing to top that. So, um, yeah, dude, hopefully every- I can get, I could, I could get something working soon. <laughs> Every quote unquote epiphany I've had in my life has been in front of a band playing amps in my face. So I'm just <laughs> letting you know, like you're completely nailed it. it. Every, every moment I'm like, this is just why I'm so happy I'm here has been pretty much out of show. And I've been chasing that as a fan. We chase you guys too. Like, you know, just to get that same feeling that we got at those first concerts. Right. It's like the same thing. It's just the other side of the fence. Like we don't want to be on the stage, but we want to be a shadow in an audience just with pure joy singing the songs. Exactly. And, uh, you're contributing to, you're contributing regardless and it's great. Exactly. It's necessary. Our economy is, yeah, we're all, it's, it's all, it's all, it's all, like you said, it's all necessary and it's all perfect. So when we all need each other. Um, and uh, with that, man, like I said, I'm so excited about the new Ex Mortis record. Um, I'm sure all our Thank listeners you, are I as well. Um, the more info that comes out, you know, metalsucks.net, they're going to post it. So we'll be the first to know as soon as those press releases come out. But, uh, Conan, you got you keep keep doing the good thing, and and like every artist, I love the fact that you have so many projects that you you can't even get, have time to do them. That's every artist that I love talking to. <laughs> right. I get it, I get it. Trust me, I'm like I got 15 things over here I'm doing too, but I'm just gonna focus on this one. Um, and uh, right. and hey, focus is what makes things great though as well. So you can't be sad exactly, too yeah, often, totally. So. But uh, I'm gonna hold you uh-huh. too because I'm gonna talk to you again soon, and I'm gonna hold you to this uh, instrumental record just so you know. <laughs> for sure yeah Metalist, I'd be like, hey, we talked about this in 2000 we'll say the raw year for sure I'll say 2013 to make it sound like it was a long time I know, ago. right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so anyways uh, Conan once again I want to thank you so much man for calling into the Metal Sucks podcast thank you man That's, I appreciate that
Metal Sucks Podcast.
All right, guys. First track you heard is off uh, Ex Mortis' previous record, Ride Forth. That is Let Us Roam. Uh, second track off of uh, Tribulation's new record. It's called Down Below. It's coming out January 26th. I, I'm loving this record. That song is called The Lament. Uh, definitely want to try to get those dudes on the show if possible. Uh, and that is going to end our first episode, guys, of 2018. I missed all you fools out there. I got to tell you, I missed, uh, I missed getting to talk with Ex Mortis. Those guys are solid dudes. Dude, awesome dudes. So yeah. good. Yeah. So good. So, uh, but yeah, next time, dude, hopefully when the album actually comes out, maybe we can, uh, maybe we can do a little something, something with Conan. Maybe you we can do each other's hair. Okay. I got no hair. <laughs> You got a little bit on the side. Yeah, a little bit. I got sideburns. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe you can braid Pete's sideburns. He could braid Pete's skullet. <laughs> All right, guys. So make sure you follow Brandon at My Favorite Rape. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, take it easy. Anyways, until next week, my friends, Metal, Metal Sucks Podcast over and out. The Metal Sucks Podcast is signing off. This is the Jabberjaw Podcast Network. <laughs>